Welcome to episode five. Today's episode is with Lindsay Walker, who has three chronic illnesses. Instead of allowing her diagnosis to find her, Lindsay's changed her eating habits and really dialed her focus into finding a solution to living with lupus. She's such an inspiration now being on her own business venture and unleashing her inner legend. I cannot wait for you guys to hear Lindsay's story. This is Unleash Your Inner Legend, a podcast featuring modern day legends sharing their life choices, habits, and routines that got them to where they are today. Get ready to be inspired and to take massive action to unleash your inner legend. So we've got chronic illness warrior Lindsay Walker on, and we are actually going to let her introduce herself and then get to talking about how she overcame her struggles and really dive into the topic of chronic illness. And then what is she up to now? So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. So yeah, I'm Lindsay Walker. I am a mom to three. I'm a former hairdresser, semi-retired, and I have three chronic illnesses. I was just diagnosed this last year with lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and fibromyalgia. Um, But I actually have been sick since seventh grade, and we just never knew what was going on. Um, So yeah, this year has been kind of a whirlwind, but it's actually been a great year minus all of the health stuff. <laughs> so that's just pretty much me in a nutshell. That's awesome. Well, it obviously sounds like you have your hands full and you know, I, I would love to talk about more here in a minute about like the whole hairdresser. Um, you know, I feel like that's such a hands on career. So yeah. we'll definitely dive in there. But you know, first things first, you know, for listeners who maybe aren't well and aware of it, and including myself, just because we've heard of, you know, chronic illness, this and that, you even see like the infomercials on TV with the medications. But yes. you, you kind of, you know, just bring awareness and educate us from somebody who was diagnosed with it. Like what, what is it? So um, lupus is kind of tricky. So that's like the main one that I am battling right now. Um, and it's different for every person. There's that's the hardest part about it is there's no two cases that are alike. Um, and basically with rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, they're very like closely related. Um, so your immune system is not like a normal person's immune system. It actually is ramped up. Um, it's way too robust, but it doesn't always know what healthy and unhealthy tissues are in your body. So whenever I get sick, what happens is my body doesn't know how to fight the bad stuff. It starts attacking my healthy tissue, like my organs, Mm. um, and my joints, my muscles, my ligaments, skin, there's pretty much nothing off limits. So like this last time I got sick and sent into a flare, it started attacking my liver. And (laughs) it's just one of those things that's so unpredictable. That's what they say with lupus. It's like, the only predictable thing about lupus and autoimmune diseases is its unpredictability. So it's definitely weird. And rheumatoid arthritis, um, if you ever like seen someone who has it, it causes like joint um, deformities. And so I'm not super far into that. I have a couple little like (laughs) deformed joints, but nothing like awful right now. Um, But they have come a long way in trying to slow the deterioration of your joints because it's the same thing. Your auto, your immune system is attacking those joints and just kind of like getting rid of all that cartilage. So yeah. And then fibromyalgia, that just kind of comes along with chronic illnesses. It, it attacks like your nervous system and it has like a whole gamut of symptoms and it's different for everyone. But for me, 
it mostly attacks my nervous system. So I have like lots of ticks um, and I lose a lot of like control and like I'll have jerks and twitches. So sometimes it kind of looks a little bit Tourette's-y if you're like watching me and I drop stuff a lot, but that's just whenever my body's like really tired that it starts to get really bad. That's crazy. You know, like just listening through, you describe these, you know, just the, even just the three ones, these three illnesses, it's like a lot of people, I mean, I mean, I guess first I think the question that I want to ask is like, how long did it take you to be diagnosed? I know you said you've been sick since you were a kid, but like, if you think about it, like there's been times when people, you know, drop stuff and they just think they're, they're clumsy or, you know, if their, um, their joints are hurting, they're just thinking it's whatever. They might need a new like supplement in their life. Like how, how, how old were you whenever you were diagnosed? I was only diagnosed this last year, but um, I think it's because like looking back, like I had all of these signs pointing, but there wasn't enough information back then. And I had constant joint swelling that the doctors would just say I had reoccurring tendonitis in my joints mm-hmm. and like as a 14 year old. <laughs> um, and I would go to like physical therapy over and over again, and then it would keep coming back. And then I um, got this rash all over my body in seventh grade going into eighth grade and then it never really went away and the doctors were just kind of stumped they were like i don't know what that is um and i had heart issues to where like i would feel like i was having heart attacks all the time once again the doctors couldn't figure it out like and so we were going to all these different doctors um with all of these different ailments but no one sat down with us and ever tried to piece it all together or even thought that maybe it was all connected i mean i was tested for mono like I can't even count how many times because I just struggled to like stay awake and have energy. And so now looking back, we're like high insight. We should have seen it, but it took a doctor sitting down and saying, tell me all of these things like that are happening. Because at that point I'd become bed bound for several months and I couldn't even like hold a coffee cup to like try and drink. I was just too weak. And that's when my husband was like, after eight years of telling me something is wrong with me. And I was like, no, no, I'm just tired. (laughs) No, no, this is normal. I've had it my whole life. I finally was like, well, I can't really walk anymore. So maybe there is something really wrong. And so that's when we got the diagnosis. And that happened pretty pretty quickly, but that's because I was in a really bad state at that point. And so the doctors were able to narrow it down really quickly. That's crazy. And especially like you said, you know, your children and things like that, like as parents goes, like what would be some recommendations that you would say for if, if someone's feeling like they may need to get their ch- child tested, like what do they need to look for in a doctor? Um, a doctor that's really going to listen and like sit down and hear your concerns. We have an amazing pediatrician for my kids now and knowing what we know about me Um, and that there is some kind of genetic link. Um, All of my kids are already on the watch list. Um, We're actually about to have to test my daughter um, and my son for autoimmune diseases, um, just because they're showing like some early signs. And so we just want to stay on top of it. But it's really just finding a doctor that will really listen to you and not just prescribe something for the symptom. Because I felt like that's what happened a lot is they would just say, oh, well, you are low on iron. You're low on vitamin D. But those are all really common things with lupus on top of like the kidney um, involvement and liver involvement and heart involvement. And so if they would have like looked at all of it together, I think they maybe would have found it sooner. So just 
finding a doctor you really can trust and who will really like advocate for you. That's awesome. And I know like, you know, it's hard because sometimes in the medical field, like they see so much stuff and they almost think of it as like, you know, especially whenever it's like a chronic illness and there's not like really like physical like mm-hmm. symptoms and you know what I mean? That's aware that people might, they might overlook that. So that's great advice. So let's talk about your story and you know, whenever you got diagnosed with it, you know, I know you said it was just last year. How did you handle that? Honestly, um, at first I felt a little relief when I first heard the words of what I had, but I was also really sad because I had an uncle, actually a lot of family members who had rheumatoid arthritis. And so I had seen what it did to them. Um, and so I was pretty like shocked, but there was also like a sense of relief that I wasn't crazy. Like there was a reason why I never have ever felt good and I've never not had pain. And then that was not normal. And so that made me feel a little bit better because honestly, for the longest time, I thought everybody like needed to cry at the end of the day because they hurt so bad. It's like, this is just normal. And my husband would say like, no, that's not normal. I was like, no, I'm a hairdresser. That's why. Um, And so there was a sense of relief, but then there was shock. And honestly, you just have to go through this long grieving process. I went through a really dark phase for a couple of months where I was just really mad and depressed and just kind of feeling sorry for myself. But then I just had to kind of wake up and I just prayed a lot and like, just really had some hard conversations with God in that time. And then, you know, I just started to see all this opportunity that could come from my illness that would not have been there before and helping to raise awareness for people who a lot of times are scared to even talk about it because so many times when you are sick like this, people will tell you you're depressed because depression can hurt. And you'll be like, well, I feel like it's more than that but that's just kind of a very common response or they'll say like, or maybe it's just in your head. And so I felt like there's just this beautiful opportunity for me to really kind of just share my story. Um, so that people who had someone who was going through this, or if they were personally going through this could be encouraged that it's not going to be the end of the world. There's so much good that can still come from it and that they weren't alone, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. And, and it's great to hear that you, you work through that phase of, you know, being depressed, being angry, because I know a lot of us, and I mean, obviously I can't relate because I, I don't have lupus, but you know, just there's been times where I found myself angry, depressed at whatever situation in life. And it's really like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What is out of whack? What do I need to do to not feel this way? Cause it's not okay. It's not normal for us to be stuck feeling like that. Right. Um, so, I mean, I love that you said that. That's amazing. Good for you. Um, kudos to you, girl. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I feel like it's sometimes hard. We have to just get out of our own way and then truly just like look for all the positives and find the things to be grateful for every day. So even if I had a bad day, I would just like talk out loud about the things I was grateful for. Maybe I was grateful for that I got to take a shower when I wasn't able to before. Like just finding those little things because when you have like an attitude of gratitude, it just really starts to change so much about how you view like your difficult seasons. 
I love that. That's amazing. Um, thank you for sharing that piece right there. So as far as like relief comes and goes, is there medication or is there exercises? Like what do you currently do to, to relieve yourself of these symptoms? So I still have symptoms, but right now I'm currently on low, do, low dose chemotherapy injections every week to try and suppress my immune system. Um, and then I do infusions once a month. Um, I don't really even understand how the biologic drug infusions work, but I know that they're supposed to work. <laughs> um, and then I also take this anti-malarial drug to try and protect my organs from further damage. So wow. there's quite a few things. And then I take a lot yeah. of supplements. I eat a very anti-inflammatory diet. I'm kind of in between like paleo and autoimmune protocol diet. Um, cause whenever I cheat, I definitely feel it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's another thing too, um, that people aren't aware of. It's, it's like whatever they're putting in their mouth, like that can have, that can amplify oh, yeah. whatever, yeah, whatever, um, symptoms you're having or whatever feelings you have. So that's something also, you know, as those listeners out there that are, that are tuning in is to be aware of what you're eating. And if your body's not aligning with it, definitely do some homework on, what diet is going to be suited for you. And then of course, talk to your doctor as well and nutritionist and things like that. But you definitely, I don't think a lot of people understand the key to nutrition because growing up, you know, we just had a food pyramid and you eat off of that. Right. But there's yeah. so much more. There is. And it's just one of those, it's been just a learning process. Like I can't eat nightshades, like people with arthritis and like some autoimmune disease can't eat nightshades, which would be like white potatoes, peppers, um, okra, eggplant, because they cause inflammation. And so we've just had to like, really, we were a really strict diet, like whole 30 anyways, but it got even more strict on me whenever I started like cutting that stuff out. And I found relief by doing that because I can't just rely on the medicine to do it all. I really have to do my work as well. Um, and that is just like, trying to stay active on the days that I can and being careful about what I eat and just being mindful of the supplements that I take. That's so awesome. I mean, it's really a lifestyle change. It's not just a couple of things here and there, and then you'll take yeah. medicine and be better. You've got it dialed in your diet and everything else. So that's crazy. All in a year. So good job for you. I mean, like way to go. I'm really impressed. Well, I'm just really blessed that all of the years leading up to this, my kids had like some health issues. And so mm -hmm. I had already been like diving into um, autoimmune protocol type stuff and how to heal your body with nutrition. I almost became a holistic nutritionist um, before I got sick. And so um, I was also very anti-medicine for a long time until I got sick. The only thing that seemed to actually help. I had to get over myself and my controlling nature of being like, oh no, we only are going to do these natural things mm -hmm. because it just wasn't enough. It needed to be complemented with something else. And so I'm a big believer in balance now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I, I could totally relate. My son was diagnosed with ADD whenever he was younger. And, um, you know, it was he was on like a non-habit forming medicine, but a low dose. And to help with it is, you know, taking out caffeine, taking out the stimulants yeah. in the diet, because now instead of feeding that, and then now we have to add more medicine, it, like you said, it's a balance. So yeah, that's amazing. 
So as far as like, okay, now let's talk about your career. So we've talked about like, you know, you individually dealing with the diagnosis and coaching yourself through those changes and, and everything else and the transition with your lifestyle. How would you like, let's talk about like your career and like your transition. Cause I, you, are, you said you were formerly a hairstylist. So let's talk about from going from hairstylist to what you do now. So I, uh, yeah, I was a hairdresser, um, in a salon for, I'm trying to think how many years, uh, like 11 or 12 years. And I semi-retired when I got, um, I was like four or five months pregnant with my third when I semi-retired and I still do hair for like some of my clients that have been with me since the beginning. Um, I just don't do much of it, but, um, yeah, I, I was to the point doing hair and it's funny thinking back, like I was to the point where I couldn't really blow dry anymore because my shoulders had gotten so bad and we had done like MRIs and they're like, Oh, there's just like these like swollen pockets in there. So you don't need surgery. And so to do like a blow dry, I had to have a tens unit like hooked up to my shoulder and I had to like constantly shock it <laughs> so I wouldn't feel the pain so I could like get through a blow dry. <laughs> and oh now I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I not think that that was normal? <laughs> <laughs> like I can't believe looking back that I was just like that in denial. But um, yeah, it was just really hard on my body. So I'm really grateful I retired when I did. Um, but I'm also grateful for the clients that I still get to do because I love styling hair. I still love hair. I stay up to date and like all the latest stuff and the latest products. So I miss it. Um, but I'm grateful for the few clients I do get to still keep in touch with. So what about now? Now I know you're in a new business venture. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So it kind of just fell in my lap when I was bed bound. Um, and I'm with um, an activewear company, so I'm an activewear rep from home. And I've always been super active before I got sick. I danced for like 18 years, um, and I even danced semi-professionally for a little bit. And um, I've lived in activewear, and I've always wanted to like, I'd even considered at some point, I was like, maybe one day I'll just work at Lululemon because I liked Lululemon so much. Um, and so I randomly got invited to a party in the neighborhood, um, online and I just felt bad about my body. And I was like, I'm just going to do a little retail therapy because retail therapy does have its place and it works. <laughs> and so I just grabbed these bras and they were just phenomenal. And fast forward to now, like I um, am a director with Zaya and I have like a team of 11 underneath me. Um, and it's just been such an amazing experience and it's given me a community of women to support me and they all know about like my health stuff and they're just the most encouraging, amazing group of women ever. And I'm just so grateful for that community because I needed it at that time. Um, we all need community and I just didn't have that anymore, not being in a salon anymore and just being at home with the kids. Uh, you kind of get lost in just being a mom a little bit, or at least I personally did. And so it's been just like this amazing blessing. I still just don't even feel like it's real that I get to like help women feel good in their bodies um, with our clothes. The biggest thing for me though was because I lost so much of my muscle mass from being in bed, 
Um, and with the fibromyalgia, like it was really painful for me to walk because things jiggled that had never jiggled before. I had never experienced that. Um, and so trying to get out of bed and walk or walk on a treadmill was really painful. And so our company has these compression leggings. And when I first started wearing them, I was able to walk without pain. I wasn't jiggling anymore. And so that's when I was like, oh my goodness, like, I didn't know that this was possible. Everyone needs to know about it. Like, especially my chronic illness warriors, like compression is the real deal. And yeah, I just love it. That's awesome. And you know what like, is very inspirational to me is like literally like just chatting with you today. We went from talking about how you, you know, you have this chronic illness and you've been bed bound. You've been, it hurts to even hair dry, you know, blow, blow dry people's hair out. But then it's like, now you are a sales rep and a, a firm believer in an active wear, which is crazy. You know what I mean? So that you have that yeah. awareness of like, the last thing that somebody would who physically feel pain is like they would think about like, oh, I'm going to go put my gym clothes on and go work out or I'm going to put some, some compression. Pain. You know what I mean? Like you just didn't think, yeah. you would almost think. It's the such a random like combination, but. It's it, amazing. It is. It's fun. And it's definitely given me confidence and um, just to get back into the gym and try and like be motivated. Cause I mean, what's more motivating than some new cute clothes? Absolutely. And I think too, it's like, it's not allowing your current conditions limit the way that you want to live life. And I know like yeah. a lot of people, like we all see them, like people who are sales reps or brand reps or whatever, however you want to um, title them. But you know, people sell products that they don't believe in and it's so obvious. And that's why a lot of people okay. fail in those businesses. But now you're taking the opportunity to say, okay, here's my story. Yeah. I've not been able to, there's been days I've not been able to shower. There's days I've not been able to get out of bed, but you know what? I'm going to wear my athleisure clothes and I'm going to be, you know what I mean? I'm going to look good. I'm going to feel good. And it's all going to go together, even though it sounds like it doesn't. Yes. No, I always like joke. It's so funny. There's a lot of days I'm working from bed in my workout clothes and I never <laughs> make it to the gym, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to own it. It's all good. Like, this is what my body needs right now, but I'm going to look good resting in bed. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So, for people listening, how can they connect with you looking through at this, um, the, at looking at your workout apparel? Um, so, I have a VIP page on Facebook, but the easiest way to find that is just follow my personal page. I kind of share my journey and accountability for trying to work out again um, on Lindsay Walker. It's my public Facebook page, or you can just reach out to me directly. I love just having like conversations with people. I love people. Like I just love people so much and I just love hearing their stories and just being someone that they can talk to. Um, I think that's just the hairdresser in me, but yeah, reach out to me directly or come find me on my personal page. I can invite you. If you want to be invited into my VIP group, I would love that too, but there's lots of ways you can get in touch with me. That's awesome. And it's awesome to see that you're like, you're just so open to people connecting with you. It's amazing of you to offer that. And I'll make sure to, to tag Lindsay's uh, Facebook page within the show notes and within this episode so that you guys can easily click and find her um, and make sure to connect with the correct Lindsay Walker. I'm sure there's yes. like a couple of you guys out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lindsay Walker the one with the chronic illnesses. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, sit down with us, all the information and all the inspiration that you shared with us today.
Thank you so much for having me. And I just love that you're doing this. Everyone has like such amazing stories. And I just love hearing other women's stories and just they're so encouraging. So thank you for doing this. You are awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Lindsay. All right. Thanks, Holly. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Unleash Your Inner Legend. For more inspiration, make sure to subscribe by going to UnleashYourInnerLegend.com. We'll see you guys next week.